0: Hey everybody, uh, today on the episode we talk a little bit about uh, um, sexual assault and things like that, so uh, just a bit of a warning for you if that kind of stuff is triggering or uh, will cause you to uh, be upset, uh, so just be careful. Yeah, proceed with caution. And uh, and if uh, this one's not for you, then we'll see you on the next one. America needs a tidal wave of the old time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist I didn't even build that house with money from the church I built it with money from my book I don't make this stuff up Repenting of your sins It is a moral issue They got together and swore a pact to the devil I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God Hey everybody, welcome to Belief It or Not. I'm Trevor Pullman. And I'm Damian Depping. And today we're talking in, what are we talking about? What are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, preacher scandals. Ooh. Big scandals that have happened with preachers and other like big kind of religious figures, but I think mostly. Mostly the preachers. preachers. Mostly the preachers. Um, so I figure we'll start early. We'll start in the eight.
1: Oh, we're going way
0: we're far going back. We're going way far back. Okay, our first guy in the list is a guy named Henry Ward Beecher. What did What did Mr. Beecher do? Well, Mr. Beecher was a touring preacher. He was known for uh, supporting the abolition of slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he emphasized God's love. That was his main. Dealio. Okay, so not,
1: not too bad so far. Not
0: too bad so far. After So after abolition, he was uh, very big in support of like women's suffrage, uh, women's yeah. rights. All right. Fun fact about him is his sister, uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe, is uh, the person who wrote the novel Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the whole family was mm-hmm. Um But yeah, he had an affair um, with a woman. That's it? That's it. He had an affair, but he got arrested for it because at that time... It was illegal? It was illegal to to commit adultery. Okay. Um, But he was also very outspoken uh, against, like, free love, the free love movement. Yeah. Uh, And the person he had an affair with knew uh, Victoria Woodall, and so she was the one who called him out for it because he was really against, like, free love and um, women having the right to, you know... Yeah. choose whether or not they want to be married or choose whether or not they want to have um uh, sex with who they choose. Yeah. Um so as like progressive as he was, he was also not progressive in that area. Yeah. And uh yeah, so she she was the one who called him out and then he was arrested and it was like a big one of the big first big scandals with a
1: uh, with a well-known with the, preacher. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, that guy uh
1: Henry Ward Beecher. I mean, as far as these things go, I feel like this is a pretty tame one. Yeah,
0: it's a tame one. Big scandal at the time, though. So, shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have I'm been. I'm sure they were
1: doing much worse things. Yeah. Much, 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 yeah. much
0: worse. It's, I mean, it is the hypocrisy of it, but yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, and then there was Amy McPherson. This is in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was a big pentecostal type preacher. Um she started the denomination 4 square. I don't know if you've ever seen those churches around. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so she started that denomination. She went missing in 1926 in May of 1926 and people thought she was kidnapped and then she was kind of declared dead by a lot of people like they thought oh. she was dead and then she came back and said that she was kidnapped and uh she was abducted, she said that she was approached and they asked her to pray for their child and then they threw her in a van and and drove away. But really what a lot of people thought happened and she was uh, arrested for this is that she faked it all to just generate kind of, yeah, cuz she got very popular after this, but um she was just in a in a cabin
1: with her her lover. But they don't actually know. Yeah, well they're pretty sure
0: like she was arrested for it and and there's yeah. a lot of evidence. A lot of people saw her. Because, around because
1: then, the, uh, you know, the law never makes a mistake. Yeah, it's true. No, you're right. So Look, this yeah. this could go either way. This could go either way, So yeah. far, these controversies, yeah. Trev, I-, <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: and then in the year in review, we talked a little bit about Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. So that was another controversy. Well, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, but- in 1994, um, it came out that in 1972, after a prayer breakfast, uh, he sat down in Nixon's office and talked about how pornography... Yep. was because of the Jews. Yep. And then all the bad things in the world were because of the Jews. And he didn't like the Jews, but he couldn't tell the world uh, what he thought about them because uh, a lot of the Jews support him. So he has right. to keep has it to a keep secret. It yeah. <laughs> and so in 1994, it came out that he said this, but he denied it. Um, even though it was so on tape. Even though it was on tape, but the tapes weren't public. So it came out that he said this. Oh, but people okay. couldn't listen to it. So he just right. said it was a false story. And then it was obviously somebody else on the recordings. When when did the tape come out? 2002. Okay. so Yeah. Okay. So that's when he was like, um, oh, you cut me. Ew. But he said he didn't remember saying it. He didn't even remember having those feelings. Uh, he said he's all, he's always loved the Jewish people. He can't <laughs> believe that he said that. What, um, a, what
1: a fucking just like weak ass cop out yeah, that is. Yeah. I uh, I don't remember having those feelings. Yeah, uh, gee, uh, I wouldn't have said seem that. Like me, <laughs>
0: I should say okay. that if I get in trouble at work. Does something. it
1: seem like me? <laughs> should we take a moment to uh, thank the Jewish people for giving us pornography? Then? Yes,
0: yes. If it was you, I'm not saying it is the Jewish people but that gave it us was, pornography. We
1: appreciate you. it. Um, it is very handy. Hey, okay, I see. I see what you did there.
0: Mm-hmm. Jim Baker. You know Jim Baker?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Jim Baker. Let's
0: talk about Jim Baker. He was a evangelist, mm-hmm. televangelist, some would say. TV man. The big... the. I feel like he's the guy that whenever somebody does a parody of a televangelist, it's they're Jim doing Baker. Jim Baker. Yeah. yeah. And Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, his Jim wife. And Tammy?
1: Yeah. Um. Jay Baker, his son, was on... This... Okay. Yeah. Wait, I this is the one with the prostitute right yeah yeah, yeah yes yeah. Okay. no no sorry it was his secretary J- jimmy swagger was with the prostitute oh right swagger yeah, was yeah, yeah baker was okay.
0: baker yes, was yes, yes, uh yes. he raped his secretary and oh then paid her off okay that's worse a lot of people don't know that because he's still he's still a televangelist and a lot of people say it was an affair but no he raped her like it's not like uh okay, oh yes. i had a bad uh, you extramarital affair. yeah right? no and then pay, paid her off for that um wow. so he's a friggin creep but Jay baker was on uh, mark maron uh WTF oh, was he? with mark maron he was talking about um how it was actually jim baker that came up with the idea for the 700 club mm-hmm. and he he ended up, he was one of the producers but pat robertson liked the idea so much that he decided to host it but in jim jim baker's idea was it was more of like a carson like a, it was going to be like a late night
1: Oh, yeah. Talk
0: show type thing about like the Christian version. And then uh, Pat Robertson kind of took it over. And he also talked about how um, when the stuff came out with um, his secretary, Jimmy Falwell went to his office and basically blackmailed him. Like, if you don't give us this amount of money, then we're going to expose you. Yeah. And, uh, but then uh, Jerry Falwell ended up exposing him. And said that he was a vile man and stuff like that, even though it was Jerry Falwell that was like kind of pulling all the strings. Yeah. Um. But yes, and he also the other thing was that he was stealing a lot of money from people and a lot uh, of embezzlement, like, a lot of embezzlements and stuff like that. So uh, he ended up spending uh, some time in jail. But he is currently selling food buckets.
1: Food? What? What's buckets a food of bucket? Food. Like uh, KFC ch- buckets of chicken?
0: No, like buckets of soup. He sells these soup buckets and he tells his audience of old people that the end times are coming and they have to prepare
1: by getting a bucket by of soup by getting these buckets of soup.
0: Okay. And he said that if you don't have uh if you don't have room for it, you can just like put a board over it and then put a,
1: a tablecloth over it and you got a table. Put a board over it. <laughs> How big of a bucket is this? They're huge buckets. Or are those like these like 5 gallon buckets that yeah. you could, like at restaurants and stuff? Yeah. And, and they of soup. Of
0: soup. Yeah. Um there was one where he it was like a Mexican style soup and they had, so they brought out a Mexican baby and said, "Oh, oh the Mexican oh, baby God. likes no, your soup. No, no, likes the no, soup." No. And they also at one point recently said that if you don't buy the soup, your grandchildren will go to hell. Uh, he's a good guy, I guess is what I'm saying. Why
1: so why would you buy a bucket of soup, something uh, that's probably very perishable yeah. in that form when you could alternatively just buy cans of condensed soup. Yeah. That will have a much longer shelf life. Yeah. And probably taste better. Yeah. Uh, because you're preparing for the end times, and it's uh, all the... <laughs> and Jesus uh, said, you Jesus can only said, bring your buckets of soup. Only buckets.
0: Cans not good on my watch. <sighs> that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Yeah. Let's talk Jimmy Swagger One <laughs> time I was in youth group, and this guy... Uh, was, was speaking he was from a bible college right and they would send g- groups to different youth groups to like so he basically did a tour and this guy was he's like as jimmy swagger once said and, and then, everyone was like, Ooh. like uh. he's like i know he has a past it's like no, he, he has just a present. Like he's just a creep. Like <laughs> we don't need to hear what Jimmy Swagger has to say yeah. about anything. But um, did you ever see the video of him crying and apologies? I have. Yeah, yes. apologizing. Yeah. yeah. So he was caught um, with with uh, prostitutes uh, on many occasions.
1: Like, the th- thing is I was told as a kid.
0: Yeah. Because he was pulled over in ninety one. This is after the the crying thing. He mm-hmm. was pulled over. Um, and he had a prostitute in the car with him. Yeah, I was told at the time that he was caught with a pornographic magazine.
1: Oh, really? I have no idea why I was told that. Like, maybe it makes it seem less bad than it is, kind of thing. Yeah, or maybe it's uh,
0: so that I I don't have look at porn. I don't maybe, know. Like, you don't know what prostitutes are. I was only ten are. years old. Like, I feel like at ten years old, I knew the the concept of a
1: prostitute. Did you? I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I did when I was ten. Well, yeah. I, 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 I mean, think I'd seen Pretty Woman. I don't know if I'd seen Pretty Woman. Mm,
0: I no, Milk Money wasn't out yet.
1: But even if you had seen it, did you necessarily know?
0: I knew that she she was paid to hang out with him.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you're not supposed to pay people to hang out with you.
1: That's fair. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad. Didn't didn't wasn't the whole thing he said that is like I did not have sex with them. All he did was he just watched them do pornographic things, uh, and then he maybe. masturbated. To yeah, them. That probably. Uh, yeah, his whole speech is the "I have
0: sinned" speech, and then he like tearfully. I have yeah, sinned. Uh, uh, he had to. Yeah, he had to step down as the head of the Jimmy Swaggart Ministries, which is <laughs> which is funny. Uh, like, I think once once the guy who's the name of the ministry or yeah. company steps down, you just change the name. I don't think yeah. you keep it going with the, the,
1: the funny thing about that is it's like, at the end of the day, it's such a victimless crime in that way, yeah. too. It's just like, ah. Yeah. But because it's such a, yeah. an integral part of who that kind of whole thing is, it's yeah. like, come
0: That's on. That's the guys. thing with a lot of these is that it's, it's more about the fact that it's hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. So with Jimmy Swagger, too, after the... Uh, so the 88 incident, um, he it was the Eye of Sin speech in the 91. He just told uh, uh, people at the worship center that he worked at that it's... The Lord told me it's flat out none of your business.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay.
0: Uh, It's funny what the Lord tells people. That's funny. I think what,
1: uh, going back to that uh, about it, the hypocrisy, I think it's also, um, because we talked about the first thing we talked about, the guy who just had an affair. Yeah. And it's just fairly small potatoes, but like something like this, this is a guy who's making millions of dollars off of people. Yeah. Yeah with this stuff yeah exactly so it's it's, yeah. it's it's a hypocrisy but it's also like you're making a lot of yeah, money yeah and next on our list ted haggard ted haggard
0: do you know ted haggard uh
1: no okay no, i probably should
0: but you know have you seen uh jesus camp yeah um he is one of the preachers in that oh, okay he's the creepy guy who like points at the camera and see so me in all of them <laughs> yeah yeah they're all creepy. But he's very homophobic, I think, in that movie. Uh, but after that movie came out, a man was watching television, and he saw Ted Haggard, and he said, wait a second, that homophobic man is the guy who pays me to have sex with him,
1: <laughs>
0: and also buys meth off me. Oh, geez. So he came forward, and, uh, and Ted Haggard definitely denied it at first, and then um eventually admitted that Oh he admitted Yeah that he has uh, bought meth off that man and he has had sex with him. Oh man. Yeah. Uh and then he became like his I think his wife stood by him. He, you know, went uh stepped down from all his ministries and stuff like that and started really doing like um more meth? More meth probably. <laughs> but he People liked him for a while again after a bit because he, he started talking about, uh, I think he was more pro-gay pro, pro gay after that. But then like later on, it came out that he was also having an affair with an underage oh. kid, oh. like a teenager. So it's like, yes. it, it was already bad because he was so hypocritical, but then it's like, then no, starts- you're just a predator. Yeah. Like, yeah. I also saw an interview with him years ago that was richard dawkins mm-hmm. uh was interviewing him They started talking about evolution and richard dawkins basically just started explaining evolution to him he didn't yes. he wasn't being judgmental or anything and then all of a sudden he got security to es- escort uh dawkins off his property okay and as he's leaving he's like sorry, i don't know i don't understand what i did and he's like, You call my family animals, you get off my property. <laughs> just because he was explaining evolution. evolution he took it. that as a personal insult that he was Calling just explaining the science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call my We're kids out. animals.
1: He's like, When did I call you? Oh, to be fair, this guy is a bit of an animal.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what his kids are like, but he's an animal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: When you're, when you're, you know, yeah. having sex with minors yeah. and then smoking meth and then lying yeah. about it, that, you know, that, that makes, I think that yeah. makes you a little bit of an animal. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mark Driscoll, this one isn't sexual, really. So, I well, don't give really? us a break. <laughs> he's, uh, so Mark Driscoll, we talked about him a bit on the um, uh, Emerging Church episode. Yeah. Um, he's the one I referred to as a um, douche canoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, He's a douche canoe, but he uh, he was called out. He he was the pastor of a of Mars, Hill's, Mars Hill Church in Seattle, and he was called out by other former pastors of being like verbally abusive things like that. Yeah, there's rumors that he was like stealing money from the church. He now has another mega church in um, Arizona because he was on he was on the news like last year or a couple years ago. Crying and saying he's so sorry for everything
1: he's done. Oh, so someone gave him a platform to come on TV and just
0: yeah, it was on like NBC or ABC or something like that. He was being interviewed, and I remember
1: ABC's. ABC's, uh, That's okay.
0: Yeah, but somebody posted it on Facebook and said, "I think he's actually sorry." I'm like, "Well, he's." No, you've seen this a thousand times. How have you not it, seen this a thousand so times where like a big famous preacher does something bad, goes on TV, cries about it and then we all forgive him and it's all good.
1: Yeah. I I always I always hate that my thing is it's less about what I what I want to say here is it's less about uh, people saying like uh, whether or not he's sorry or not, but I, I find it such an interesting thing where it's just like you have, people have to believe it's like, I yeah. think he's really sorry. Or it's like, yeah. I think it really means, um, I was listening to, uh, a reply all recently yeah, and they were doing a story where it was about a court case and the guy on trial who they ended up revealing later on that he was autistic, but they didn't know at the time yeah. And a big one of the big reasons he was convicted was because like he showed no remorse, he had no emotion, and it's just yeah. like, okay, so that none of that is proof of anything. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. all it is is just you kind of being the, like, I have to make sure that my feelings are validated. Yeah.
0: that's that was a big thing on this um, current season of um, Serial. Or the yeah, reasons se- Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, um, about
1: not being able to show enough. Yeah. remorse or repentance or something like that it's just like
0: yeah like the one guy who got his sentence reduced because he wrote a big letter yeah to, uh to the judge about how like personally thanking the judge for all he's done and which stuff. is insane yeah and it's like in the interview he's like yeah well you have to do that you have to show the judge that it's about him because he has a huge ego and it's like that's yeah. insane. and
1: that's uh, yeah. that's what people want yeah they want their egos kind of yeah, I don't know. I find a lot of times more often than not when you see a big apology like that, they always yeah. are so insincere, yeah, and most of the time I prefer them not make those apologies
0: yeah yeah, exactly like, it, let's not have it about you like, it's just yeah. like,
1: like a lot of those comedian apologies too most yeah. of the time just just fucking don't don't apo- just let it go yeah, exactly just let it yeah. go. Oh, uh, like like Kramer's, Michael Richards' apology. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. such a bad, insincere apology. It's uh, just like just just f- shut up. Yeah, you're making it worse. Oh my god. Uh. Okay,
0: Andy Savage. Uh, he was a pastor at High Point. Macho Church. Man Andy Savage? I think so. Yeah, I think he <laughs> was a macho man. He oh. looks pretty, pretty macho. Does he? Um, he was, uh, there were some articles that referred to him as a victim of the Church 2 movement or the Me Too movement.
1: The Church 2 movement? Uh, do you know Church 2? No. There's
0: a play currently running in Toronto called Church 2. Hashtag Church 2. Um, but it's, yeah, basically after the Me Too movement has had been out for a while, Church 2 started. Uh, trending because people are trying to say like, it's not just Hollywood. It's not just these things. Like this happens in the church as well.
1: Oh, okay. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That that's coming yeah, forward. Exactly.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Andy Savage was, a, you know, his church had 2000, um, like people with that, who would attend every week. Um, But when he was a youth pastor or he might've been um, just interning as a youth pastor or whatever, yeah. but he drove a woman ho- or a girl home shouldn't say woman she was a girl um i think she was 15 or 16 pulled into like a dark street and molested her like got her to take off her top and stuff like that and years later um she was thinking about it and she's like wow like looked him up and realized he was like a well-known pastor now yeah emailed him and said do you remember doing this to me and didn't get any response and kept like, tried to contact the church to talk to him. Yeah. No response. So she ended up writing a article about it. There's a very um, hard to watch CNN piece about. Um, so when he, he resigned from his church mm-hmm. or took a hiatus, I don't even know if he fully resigned. Yeah. A and leave he, of absence. He sits down and he's like, uh, In my youth, I had a. Uh, a lapse of judgment i made a huge mistake and he tells the whole story from his perspective and he gets a standing ovation from Ugh. his church
1: oh my god for being
0: so honest and then you see her response watching the video just crying and being like this guy assaulted me and then he gets a standing ovation yeah
1: this is like the whole judge kavanaugh bullshit too. yeah same kind of thing Frig. just yeah just fucking this bullshit crocodile tear yeah. piece of garbage. Just like, well that's just what that's just what it is. Just yeah. spinning everything to fit their narrative. Yeah. No accountability. Yeah.
0: It's fucking bullshit.
1: Again, I don't I don't want a fucking apology. I just Yeah. <laughs> just just go away. We just yeah. want you to go just away. Leave. Yeah. Just leave. We don't need
0: an explanation. We just need you to not be in our face anymore. Yep. So okay, so Jack Shap is another guy. This guy I used to hate watch him. I loved really? hate watching this guy. He was one of those obnoxious right wing. I don't know. If, I don't know if he can go farther right wing than him. Women cannot speak in the church.
1: Okay, so very wow.
0: Yeah, he went on ABC once or something like that. They were interviewing him, and they're like, "Why? Why don't you think that women should speak in church?" And he's like, "I don't think women should." I don't think uh, women should speak in church. God thinks women shouldn't speak in church. And then he, like, read that verse from Timothy, which does say, you know, yeah, that's what it says. He had one thing about uh, taking your teenage daughters to his office, and he'll straighten them out. Oh. Yeah, that that clip came out after. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, it was on his, because they would broadcast all their sermons and stuff. It yeah. was a mega church, Like, uh, the church he was at was the First Baptist Church of Hammond, started by... Um, uh, Jack Hiles uh, it was one of the biggest it was, sorry it was the first mega church in America oh really yeah and he married Jack Hiles daughter and then after Jack Hiles died died he was made the the pastor yeah. but then he started having an affair with a 16 year old girl and he was caught um, seems to be a common theme amongst these guys somebody I think on one of the elders or somebody on the worship team or somebody uh, picked up his phone because he left his cell phone uh, on the pulpit and just like meaning to return it to him, yeah. and then it, a naked picture of a teenage girl popped up in a text. Oh wow! And um, and then it came forward. They they went to the police right away. Like the staff yeah. of the church went to the police right away and fired him right away. But even um, I yeah, I watched the uh stream of the first service after everything happened where just everybody was like confused of what to do next. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but on, and you know, like I don't agree with anything this church preaches, but also good for them, I guess, for not covering it up and immediately going to the police, immediately firing him and immediately saying like, um, This is his fault. There's no, like, don't put any blame on anybody else but him. He is a bad guy. Like, to immediately say that about, like, the senior pastor that,
1: I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's funny that you have to say good on them. Because at the same time, it's just like... Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we shouldn't like. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not going to be like high fiving these people. Uh, Yeah, good for for you for obeying
1: the law. Thank you for calling out a a pedophile. for abusing a child. Yeah,
0: but you see so much of all these people. It's like um, it's it's never the churches that call people out. It's always always someone else. They're called out, and then the church has to react. Yeah, and yeah, but uh, he's a he's a piece of garbage. Um, do I have anybody else? There's, a, oh, Eddie Long. That's just gross. Eddie Long was a pastor um, of a mega church, and he was called out in 2010 for um, sexual contact with underage uh, boys. Oh. Never fired from his church. Uh, died as the senior pastor and was still like held up as a great guy by the church until the day he died yeah a real a real great guy yeah and uh yeah and then just a more recent one is bill hybels the willow creek community church is a very large church i remember reading literature from them as like textbooks and stuff when i was in bible college and he was called out very recently and stepped down in october of this year or of 2018 after allegations of years of sexual misconduct against like women on a staff and stuff like that. So yeah. Um yeah, that's all I have. A lot of shitty dudes in power. A lot of shitty dudes in power, I guess, is what the episode title. (laughs) Shitty dudes in power, except I can't swear in an episode title. But
1: (laughs) what what can you do? You could put a few stars in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey guys, before we get to the Christian Rock Lyric of the Week, we have a special presentation, an interview with Marie Delafont of the Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. Uh, Trevor sat down with her for a little while and uh, they had a little conversation. Uh, Trevor, mm-hmm. do you want to say anything before we get into it? Or
0: uh, No, I guess uh, I'd say check out their podcast and uh, yeah, take a listen to the interview.
1: Uh, we hope you enjoy and uh, if you guys like this kind of stuff, let us know and we'll mm-hmm. try and do more of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Hey everybody, it's uh, Trevor here and I'm sitting down with uh, Marie Delafont. did I pronounce that right
2: sure why not it's totally yeah. made up so
0: uh, okay great <laughs> uh, we're uh, I guess we're not sitting down together we're talking over the worldwide uh, interwebs on yeah. Skype yeah so so you're with the everyone's agnostic podcast with cast Uh tell me a bit, little bit about that
2: sure so um, yeah I joined um, everyone's agnostic as the manager in October of 2018, okay. and then pretty shortly after became um, the co-host as well. And so I've been working on it since. God, now it's been what? Oh, three or five months? Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and everyone's agnostic has been around since, like, probably for. I think we're coming up to like five years this summer. Okay. Nice. So yeah. Cass is, uh Cass started this podcast uh, many years ago with his friend Bob Pondillo. Uh, Yeah, so they started the podcast and it's basically they interview people that they know um, to talk about um, just how people have deconverted or left their faith or um, have progressed out of it. um, Basically just to talk about Recovering from Religion, which ironically is another podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not not run by us, but they're called Recovering from Religion and also a very good podcast. So that's um, basically what we do. And... The reason I got interested in it is because of the tone that it takes. Mm -hmm. um, Because, um, like, I've been deconverted for over 10 years now, um, but I only started recovering from religion maybe Mm -hmm. like seven years ago or something. And I'm always, I was always looking for resources um, because, like, where do you even go after you've left your faith? There's just so much to unpack. And I found a lot of really angry white atheist men who, yeah. who had a lot that they wanted to talk about. And I'm very happy that they're there. I'm happy that they're talking. Um, that's great. Um, but I, I didn't really resonate with the angry. I'm, I'm obviously yeah. very angry, but I seek to kind of um, come into a little bit more of a n- nuanced um, uh, perspective of okay. things and to be a bit more compassionate to my former self, to be compassionate to the, people that I was with when I was in religion and Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those podcasts or those books of those people didn't really have that tone and it just turned me off and everyone's agnostic really sought um, sought out to be compassionate and to understand Mm -hmm. things in a very humanitarian sort of way so um, so that's what drew me to that and I you know I was a guest a couple years ago and then I met Cass last fall at a retreat that they did And basically forced myself upon him, and now he's begged me to never leave him. And so (laughs) I think things are going well. So that's that's the long and short of it. uh, That's 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 our podcast.
0: Nice, I like that. I uh, yeah, somebody was asking me the other day about mine, and they're like, "Are you an angry Bill Maher type?" And I was like, no, I mean, there's enough of those. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's kind of like where I come from, too, where I want it to be more about uh, just letting people know that they're not alone, you know, yeah. and letting yeah. people know that uh, there's other people kind of uh, that have gone through the same struggles or are going through the same struggles. And yeah, and just to kind of have uh, that other voice out there of like, right. yeah, we're still trying to figure things out, too. So yeah. I like that a lot.
2: That's um, why I think that, like, I'm actually going to listen to your show after we're all done. Because, <laughs> like, when I did listen to it getting ready for this, I was like, you know what? They could go a lot of ways with this conversation, but I liked the way that you went. Like, it was just very generally respectful, but mostly factual. Mm. And not like an overabundance of just being a jackass, like,
1: <laughs> which
2: I really liked. And so I just like getting all that information and then being allowed to have my feelings on my own time in my own body instead of having to witness someone else have their feelings. So okay. anyway, I like nice. the show. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I enjoy yours quite a bit, too. Um, I was nice. just thinking, uh, I was listening to it, and I think we have a kind of a different approach where um, you guys, um, the two of you sound very professional. Uh, oh. <laughs> where me and Damien are kind of like our two silly boys, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, like we had a review the other day, um, I posted on Instagram and stuff. But someone was like, uh, "the the silliness of the presenters makes uh, makes you ponder whether or not you should listen to it." I, uh, <laughs> I think you guys have a very non silly approach to it, um, yeah. but I wonder how your like how your viewer engagement has been. Um, actually I should preface that with like me and Damien also both have other podcasts that are like more comedy podcasts mm-hmm. okay. and we don't really have the same kind of user, like listener engagement that we've had with, um, believe it or not. And I feel like it's cause of the topics or the, when you're talking about religion, people really kind of respond to it. Yeah. How has that been for you?
2: Well, I mean, I, again, I've only been a part of it for five months or so, Yeah. um, um, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of questions there. I know a lot of people have strong opinions about what our show should be. And they yeah. they do um, let us know. Um, yeah. Like if they don't like some people don't like me. And that's been hard for me to uh, swallow. Yeah, but, like they, um, which is I really like me like I I know I know I'm not for everyone like especially white cis toxic masculine men yeah they're not gonna really like me or (laughs) an assortment of other people um so like people give us feedback about stuff and some of it is helpful Mm -hmm. like there's um people might call us out on um, some stupid shit that we said because we have a limited perspective or we were just letting our lips fly and mm-hmm. and I like it when they do that and they give us feedback and it becomes more of an engaged, uh, like a live dialogue with um, mm. the listeners. Um, but then there's some feedback that's like, hey, I think you should do this differently and we look at each other and we're like, do you want to do that? No, do you? No, we're not going to do that then. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just feedback, but as far as listener, listener engagement, like, um, I mean, people, they, I see a lot of engagement on, like, our private Facebook group, like, people will listen to the episodes and then, like, write about it on a post and kind of, like, start a discussion with people, mm-hmm. um, so, um, I don't know, I don't know how else to answer that, it's okay. a complex question.
0: Yeah, it is. Today, uh, our podcast is about preacher scandals. Do you remember kind of any, any scandals or whatever, maybe from growing up in the church or anything like that just stuck out in your mind as like, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to have to like be selective about the words that I use. (laughs) Um, Yes. When I was in high school uh, and this would have been like mm, late nineties, Okay. Uh, I, I was in uh, a church youth group and one of our youth leaders was this guy um, that I'll just call E his name okay. is E and he was our youth leader and he was hella hot. He was crazy yeah. hot and everyone was in love with him. All the kids are in love with him. The girls are in love with him and anyone who likes him is in love with him. And yeah. um, he also happened to be a part of an, uh, an acapella group, a Christian acapella group that was, generally famous in that in the midwest united states region at that time and so he was a big deal like he had a heavy presence and i was like in love with him and super psyched that he was my youth leader and stuff and then one day we come into youth group and like our parents are in the youth area like sitting with us because the youth pastor invited them all And we all sit down, and E is in the front of the room with our youth pastor, and they proceed to tell us that E had an inappropriate relationship with one of the high schoolers. Oh, Um,
0: my God.
2: Yeah, it was uh, uh, legal in the sense that that high schooler was already a senior. She was already 18 years old, Um, but obviously uh, the power dynamic was there, and the church dynamic of everything was there. Um, And so anyway, he got hung out. Um, in front of us, um, and, and publicly shamed in front of us, and his dirty laundry aired. Um, and, uh, yeah, it devastated me, for sure, and yeah. I know it's, it's fucked up his life. Um, I think he's still actually Christian, but he's um, had a lot of judgment follow him throughout his life, and um, I don't know where he is now and how he's doing, but I know that was a, a really big deal, and that I was very jealous of that 18-year-old girl.
0: yeah (laughs) and that probably yeah that was probably gossip in the Uh, in the church for years yeah Uh, yeah thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it
2: yeah no problem can't you see you're not making Christianity
1: better you're just making rock and roll worse uh do you like swing music uh do I have to say yes or no? <laughs> okay, no. Uh, not, not, it doesn't do anything for me. Uh,
0: the only th- good thing that Christian music has ever done is bring back ska music. That was the Christian. That was a that good was thing? That was us. Yeah. Okay. Ska? Oh, so good. Uh, okay. Swing music, They they tried too, and there was a band called The W's. The W's. They were bad. So let's, let's listen. here's some here's some lyrics. She was walking in the garden one day when a snake slithered round her feet, followed me right over to this tree, and I'll give you something good to eat. I don't know, are you sure? I don't think it's right. It doesn't matter, just open your mouth and take a tasty bite. She said to him, I think it's a sin, but boy, does it look ripe. He said <laughs> to her, just take my word, and I promise that you'll see the light. Why don't you skiddly-dee? Cause I don't want to see your face around here no more. Why don't you skiddley dee? Cause this is now and that was before. Cause you are the devil and the devil is bad. Hey, you. Cause you are the devil and the devil is bad. Hey, you are the <laughs> devil and the b- devil is bad. Hey, you are the devil and the devil is bad. Skiddley D, You are the devil and the devil is bad. <laughs> oh, sorry. The last line was should have been uh, you are the devil and you are bad. And you are bad. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> skiddly dee skiddly d devil. So if you ever, um, this is a uh, piece of advice for you. If you ever see the devil, just tell him to skiddly d The skittly-dee. devil is do. bad. Why don't you skiddly do? Yeah. So that's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's but, really dumb. Yeah, that's what a um, dumb song. Dumb song, but uh, you know, very. Oh, he had another song. They had another song called Moses that I remember, um, basically about people in the Bible who were yeah. uh, shitty people. And then, but God used them anyway, and it was supposed to encourage you. And I remember the, one of the lyrics was, uh, how can God ever use me? I'm just a nobody. It's like, <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I love uh, I love the positive outlook. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a nobody. Oh, look at me. Anyways, everybody, this has been Believe It or Not. Uh, it's a sad
1: one today. Yeah, so uh, sorry about that. Sorry, everyone. You know, when we when we talk about this stuff, sometimes it's gonna it's gonna get sad. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, but next week it'll be a super happy episode. We'll probably talk about bunnies and yeah. rainbows and yeah, uh, cats and dogs living together. Total anarchy, man!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, have a good week, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye, bye.
0: Work, work, work. Sky, <laughs> moon.